I'm Sam Mitchell, and these are my stories. Hi folks, have a good day, and let me first welcome you to Autism Rocks and Rolls. Now before we begin, must know that I'm not a psychiatrist. If you're starting to you diagnosed with autism, please see a physician. I was based on my experiences. I also want to write to the intro naturally that I found on danielbooking.com and mediafiresound.com. I also have a mission to interview with all of you. The mission of Autism Rocks and Rolls is to take the stigma off of autism and other conditions that may think are disabilities. People on spectrum are not broken and do not need to be fixed. Those that have conditions or abilities are not to be pitied, there's nothing to be sorry about. I also have some pay for the following. We have two businesses that have donated a great sum of money to our gala this year. They are First Presbyterian Church and Hoosier Hills Credit Union. We appreciate the money you've given us. In Bedford, Indiana, there is a dealership called Extreme Structures that needs to be looked at. Extreme Structures is military, family-owned, and operating. They serve 20-plus different states nationwide. Authorized dealer for Carolina Carports, North Edge Steel, Ace Steel Carports, and American Steel. They specialize in customized metal carports garages, RV covers, and commercial grade buildings. Big or small, we have them all. Please give them a call to get a quote today. The White River Coop Junction is a gas station located in Bloomington, Indiana. For years, people have been coming and leaving from this gas station to purchase their gas. The kindest employees you have ever met greet you when you enter the business. This patrol station offers the greatest convenience cuisine and fuel that is refined in Indiana using American ingredients, making it an unforgettable visit for consumers of all ages. Please make sure to visit if you are, as they say, visiting in the neighborhood. And there are some people I'd like to thank. First, I must give a big thank you to my previous guest who headlined my previous episode, EA, also known as Eric Allen's C256, Counseling with EA. Eric Allen, for more information. But what a great guest father, and husband. Be sure to check his story and journey. On a personal note, it has been a busy life for me. The bad news is, I lost one of my family dogs. She was a great dog, and we will miss her. Rest in peace, Lita Mitchell. Thank you for the times we had, and I hope that you are up in the sky getting all the belly rubs you deserve. On a happy note, I also received a job from my campus, Vincennes University, where I work the media side of VU Sports Games and will still do that for a little while. Wish me luck. And not only in our gala do we have money donations, we have silent auction donations. Some of the items consist of four box seats from Victory Field in Indianapolis, $100 in IHOP gift cards, Bloomington's own Buskirk Chumley Theater seats, tickets to the Indianapolis Zoo, also in Indianapolis, and Indy Speedway tickets. Make sure to come to bid on these amazing items, and extra thanks goes to the people who gave us these items. Plus, my publication for the Special Needs Living magazine is officially out. Be sure to check out the story that this magazine did. An extra thanks goes to Jane McCabe and everyone who made this happen. I also have two connections that need to be spoke about. First is Cassie Smith from Move Me Coaching. Her curiosity led to her to pursue careers in psychology and education while attending formal education. Over the course of her career, she has had positions in over 20 different areas, including management, education, training, event organizing, revenue, drinks and food, tourism, human services, and the creative sectors. But because traditional workplaces were resistant to change, she often found herself frustrated in them. After speaking with many others who experienced the same problem not being able to find the right kind of support, she came to the realization, asking herself, why not become the support I, as well as others, have been searching for? She decided to begin her journey towards transition specialist coach certification as a result of this. She is now driven to actively listening to others, support them in making changes, and help them achieve their goals. The other is Christina Summers from Crystal House Doors West in Indianapolis. With the help of Crystal House Doors, adults of any age can receive an Indiana Core 40 school diploma. Beyond that, Doors provides adult students with a chance to receive extra support they need to guarantee their personal and academic growth. They understand the challenges faced by their adult students, which is why they offer resources to help them get past their obstacles. They ask, need your 
high school diploma, it's never too late to act. You could hear from these people down the road. And since the last episode, I've appeared on three podcasts. I was on the Non-Identity Podcast with Peter, the Healing Echoes Podcast with Kaylin Curran, and even Tacos Fall Apart Podcast with Mama Foxfire. What awesome podcast, everyone. Now, folks, we're right back here in here from the Woolery Million, so let's get to it. In Bloomington, Indiana, located on Sunstone Drive, you should stop by the One World at Woolery Mill because it's in the title. It's One World. In 1939, Henry Woolley first constructed the Woolery Mill featuring enormous windows, exposed beams, and high ceilings. It has since been renovated to an industrial space. One World at Woolery Mill is a complete event facility that provides a long list of convenience and facilities along with a great place to get together with loved ones. This classic place is concentrated on improving rather than expanding. They are proud to be locally owned, independent business that aims to imbue its offerings with the unique spirits of Bloomington. They also want to contribute positively to our community. They want to help the community members as well as the incredible NGOs in the region whenever they can. We will be holding our gala there in April as a result of this assistance. Make sure to attend. In addition to being for gals like the Fowler Pumpkin Patch, it provides wedding services. At 76,000 square feet and located on the historic register, Woolery Mill offers exclusive use of the building and grounds, numerous outdoors areas for ceremonies to be held on site. Make your Woolery Mill reservation now for your wedding coming up. All right, folks, we're back. You're not going to hear I like to move it, move it. I like to mill it, mill it, mill it. So today's talk, we got something I want to do for a while that is the symbolism that my ADHD and other people's ADHD has that they are on the autism spectrum so believe it or not part of what makes me on the autism spectrum in my opinion is the ADHD if you go to google images and you search Venn diagrams of autism ADHD and overlaps there's more in the comparison than in the contrast and after looking at those venn diagrams i would say adhd is maybe what i would call small autism i mean do you really think that i overthink and see what i'm thinking through for more information because i'm on the spectrum no that's not true it's also the adhd the expression ants in my pants is very near and dear to my heart i started having ants in my pants before i was diagnosed with autism it was when i had adhd well today i'm 21 years old and the ants are still not out of my pants now there is a term for having both of these lovely things that begin with a and that is adhd adhd is the term for the co-occurrence of autism and attention deficient hyperactivity disorder or as we know it as adhd created by the neurodivergent community now who was the person in general who created it i'm gonna be honest i don't know that's the question of the day if you know please tell me i would love to learn who did create that term i believe this is important because the overlap exists so i am no doctor but i'm going to give a fact that i've learned from doctors and research that fact is dun 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 50 to 70 percent of people with autism are also diagnosed with adhd now granted it's not enough people to fit in a big box but it's enough people to fit in a small room when it can fit in a small room that's enough for me to move forward with this information however while it can be the same it can be different because i will also say sometimes it is autism versus adhd my mother see what if i meet my mother told me your autism and adhd while similar there are some different thinking your autism makes you a very logical what makes sense thinker but the adhd makes me a nonsensical thinker i make fly off the wall decisions and to a point She's right. It is a case of logic versus illogic and quality versus quantity. Which one is correct? Now, we know most of the time it's logic and quality. But when the ADHD kicks in, we go the other way. It's illogic and quantity. But sometimes, while the autism's mostly right, the ADHD can be correct too. 
You have to go with what you believe. I'm going to try to explain this with this scenario. So we have Jamal, who is an adult with autism who still lives with his parents. Well, he's doing what he does for fun and is working on a puzzle with a safari theme. Well, his mom tells him, hey, here in about five minutes, we're going to go to a family dinner that was planned or wasn't planned. Please go get changed. Well, now his ADHD kicks in. He's like, oh my gosh, I've been mean to solve this puzzle. It needs to get done. But I also have now this family dinner and I should go out of respect. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Oh my God. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What I I do when that scenario happens and it's autism versus ADHD moment look at to see if it was planned see 233 I got a plan for more information if it was planned you do that first always ask what comes first the chicken or the egg well ask yourself what came first the dinner or the puzzle it is also different and difficult because the ADHD can take over by making me and others with autism feel emotions that the autism would not make us really feel some of those are impulsive they don't think about the consequences of their actions that ability is impaired when those on a spectrum don't have ADHD I'd say they can talk to you a little more peacefully than a person with autism and ADHD I mean don't get me wrong they can talk to you but the person needs some space first you're probably wondering is it the same with aggression issues to me at least no aggressive issues is someone that i would know choking the life out of their mother because they're that mad impulsivity isn't involving physical touch it involves making a choice out of frustration. Another emotion is we can miss details. Doctors in the past have stated that people with autism are very attention to detail thinkers. Well, I'm gonna give props to doctors because they're right. I have seen it with myself and I've seen it with others. But when we also have ADHD and our mind is going 100 miles an hour, it doesn't make us get every little detail. It makes us miss something. We could probably see the littlest detail of them all, but there's a chance we will miss the littlest, littlest detail of them all. It's very funny. We hit and miss the moon at the exact same time. Also, we could accidentally do poor work. So if you're on the spectrum, you're a good person. You want to impress people. You want to do good for the people who are at a higher power than you, whether that be teachers or your boss or your family. When you have the ADHD, it could kind of make you screw up, not on purpose, but unintentionally because you're so easily distracted and having a hard time to stay focused. But how do you know if it's a bad apple or if it's a person who cares? If their reaction is, man, I screwed up. I don't know what's going on. I'm trying everything, but man, I'm getting distracted. Ooh, squirrel, I see a bird. Okay, if their brain is distracted by a bird, not because they want to be, but the brain is directing them to the bird, it might be ADHD. Another trait is they're disorganized. So most people on the spectrum are very organized human beings, but the ADHD can also make them very disorganized. We get disorganized when we don't even think about it. Let's put my math paper in the math slot. Well, I put it in the English slot on accident. Doing that, I just blew up my metaphorical earth. And now my ADHD is kicking out. I'm trying to reorganize. Take a breather. Get out of fast forward and hit slow motion. And carefully organize back to where it once upon a time was. So now second time is we could feel fidgety. We've all heard Will Smith's song, Getting Jiggy With It. Na 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 Getting jiggy with it. Na 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 Oh, and I got excited. But we're actually not getting jiggy. We're feeling fidgety. And when I say fidgety, I'm saying doing something. I mean, Temple Grandin, for listeners, C-124, Pictures on the Ranch by Temple Grandin, she doesn't like chit-chat. I don't either. I want to do something with you. I don't want to just talk about life. We can do it, but because of my ADHD, the clock needs to keep moving because if it stops, I'll be panicking in the social situation. The final trait is forgetful. So for those on the spectrum, they usually have a photographic memory. They can remember everything. Well, if we have ADHD, that might kick us up a little bit and make us not be completely forgetful, but we can't remember everything. 
Even those on the spectrum who have photographic memories can forget here and there. But there's also a factor you need to know about, and that is dun 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 age. And this is not me being mean, it's just a scientific fact that's been proven. The older you get, the more your brain begins to rot from the in and out. One way it rots is you become more forgetful. But I know what can help is doing a lot of brain games. It's been proven that they strengthen your brain. Do it so you don't get memory loss down the road. Now, I hate to be sexist, but through scientific evidence, it has been proved that males are more likely to get diagnosed with ADHD if they have it. Not to say women don't get diagnosed, but it gets pushed off more if you're a female. To see why, look at the first article below by the American Journal of Human Genetics to see why males are likely to go out of the doctor's office with an ADHD diagnosis. When you are on the autism spectrum, ADHD is highly likely one of the fixations someone on the spectrum will have in C205 find the blueprint for more information is going to involve something that has movement. I like to move it is more than just a song in Madagascar. I like to move it is a way of life. This ADHD I have makes me pedal a bike without a brake. Just like me pedaling, my fixation is also moving as well. I mean, let's look at some of the fixations those on spectrum have trains trains move dinosaurs they're no longer living but they once upon a time moved to get to food. Being in a kitchen, they're moving. When someone on the spectrum has a fixation, it's probably going to be something that's hands-on. I can give you a simple math equation right now, and I'm only doing this because we are working with math equations in my college class right now. The equation is fixation plus movement equals ADHD. I'll tell you this too, if what they're doing does not make them move, they're going to find a way to move. ADHD makes you find a way to move. No matter what you're doing, instead of sitting and watching a movie, it might be standing while watching a movie. Now, if you go to theater, you can't do that. But if you're at home, hey, why not? What's it going to kill? Through my personal experiences of having autism and ADHD or ADHD, there are a lot of I want to, but statements. Some of those are, I want to talk to people, but I don't get how to. So one could argue this might be more of the autism than the ADHD, but ADHD can also affect people socially. Sometimes they don't understand social cues like those on the autism don't. And C227 effective communication for more information. But I want to look at that statement more. I want to talk to people. I live in isolation for 15 years of my life and C104 making friends and getting that girl for more information. And it didn't work. But the way humans socialize doesn't make sense. And because of it, I feel like it has to go my way. And C103, my way the high for more information on that one. My thought is now, because it's not going to go my way, because it doesn't make sense, why even bother? The next thing I'm going to look at is, I want to slow down, but how do I? It drives me nuts some days that my brain refuses to look at the stop signs. But how do I? This is all I know. I'm used to this. I can't help the way I think, especially when it's a medical condition. The next I want to but statement is, I want to quit being impulsive. But how do I make it not feel like torture? I'm one of those people who will, here and there, make impulsive decisions based on the emotions. I don't like the fact they do it. I don't. I really don't. I wish that I could take more deep breaths than I do. But if I don't make that decision, it feels like I'm in one of the traps from the Saw movies. And I will say my body shuts down. I sweat. I don't know my own name. I don't even know where I'm at. And I wish I could tell you guys how to calm down, but I don't even know how. This is a skill I'm working on to this day. Final one is I want to be there longer, but I'm bored. So I'm not a person who likes to do, let's call them after parties, unless I want to do it. But then there are some people that drag me into an after party. That'd be as if, okay, we plan on going to dinner, but then afterwards they want to go to their house. That's totally fine, but I still want to do something. Chit chat can only get us so far. Parents, one of the worst things you can do to a child with ADHD and ADHD is to make them sit still. Oh, 
dude, don't do that. That is a bad idea. That movement is our way of functioning. You take that away from us, you're taking away my cognitive abilities. If you want us to understand what's going on, it might be moving around to a point. Now, we still will follow the social rules, but movement at certain places, let them do. It could be the difference from a good and a bad day. I mean, I have a perfect story with this. So I was at this restaurant and this child, I think he had ADHD. He was being very rambunctious and he kept moving. He kept staying on chairs, staying on tables. And the parent did the best what she could. But if it were me, what I would have done, because you can't stay on tables, I would have told him, hey, you need to get off the table. If you need to move because I get it. All right, you can move. But let's use our inside voice. But you need to talk, talk. Just lower the volume down a little bit. However, to the ones with ADHD, there are places in public where you aren't expected to sit still. Some of those are a restaurant. I'm not crediting what this child did. I still don't agree with what he did. I think his behavior was still inappropriate. However, even though it wasn't the best behavior, he did get away with it and... He probably could have due to the environment we were in. But if it's at a nice restaurant, we are expected to dress up. You have to sit still. There's no way you can walk around and bother people nor stand and eat because that's really bad table manners. For listeners, C231, maybe excuse for more information. There's something you can do. Use your good table manners by excusing yourself. You can't stand in the restaurant, but you can stand outside for a bit and wait for a couple minutes and then come back. Or you can even stand out there longer. But the rule is you cannot be a distraction to the customers, the staff, or to the people you are dining with. The next place is schools. Even though you got ADHD, you can't block someone from learning about George Washington or prepositions. There is something, though, you can do. You can talk to your teachers, and you can add it in your IEP or 504. Then you will get either a compromise or an accommodation. Maybe you can just rock when you're working, or you can stand in the back and learn while not being a distraction. There are ways around to learn when you have ADHD. They're a good school. They're not going to take your education away from you. The next place is an online or in-person conference. So when I've had to go to these places before, I've had to sit for most of the time. Now I do get it. People have to go to the bathroom. They have to make phone calls. There's a life outside of the conference. If you need to take a couple breaks, go. But don't make it a big show. Don't say, hey, uh, I got to go. I feel like I need to move. We're not in school. We're at a conference. You're an adult. So you need to make a big show. You're distracting them. They're trying to do their job. This is a case where you don't have to ask the teacher to go get a drink, but make sure to come back because if you're going to miss the whole session, why are you there? The next place you have to sit down is in a vehicle. Okay, there's no way around this. You're sitting down in a car. You cannot stand up. If you do, that is a matter of life and death right there, buddy. If you feel like you cannot sit in a car at all, you might want to find another way of transportation. Which is totally chill. There's a lot of other ways. Not everyone in this world drives a car. The final place is at a stadium or a show. So this is actually circumstantial. If there's a place you can stand that's not blocking people, sure. Go for it, but do not become a goal in the stands. They will try to watch the game like you are. You would be considered very rude if you tried to block them. There's other ways to still be there, but not stop someone from shooting a basketball hoop. And with the stands, if you go out there and block people, security will come and kick you out. Even though you got this medical condition, law and security don't care. I think you want to be banned from the building and miss a game. So which would you rather do? Stay and possibly have a bad view or get kicked out? And not see any more of the games. Now, folks, we right back here and add from the Doug Flutie Jr. Autism Foundation. So let's get to it. At the Doug Flutie Autism Foundation in Massachusetts, people are receiving hope. The organization was established in 1998 by Doug Flutie, a former quarterback for Boston College and the NFL, and his wife Lori in the memory of their son Dougie, who was diagnosed with autism at the age of three. The goal of the Flutie Foundation is to improve the quality of life for those with autism and their families. The biggest action they like to do is give grants and host their annual Stars on the Spectrum golf event. 
Our goal is to offer chances for physical and social activity outside of work or school, a path for education or employment during the day, and the resources needed to always feel safe, supported, and informed, the Doug Flutie Jr. Foundation says. Make sure to visit them on their website, www.flutiefoundation.org. That's www.flutiefoundation.org. Or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or even YouTube to see all the stars they have to offer. And you never know, you might be able to meet one of their stars if you are so kind and they allow you to do so. Finally, if this was a testimony, this would be my testimony for the Doug Jr. Autism Foundation. All right, folks, we're back. You might meet Doug Flutie there. You never know. One of the viewers I will also say, if your child's autism and ADHD is they can zone at C251 in the zone for more information, but sometimes they aren't. It could be thinking while moving. So those on the spectrum are not the only ones that zone out or shut down. People with ADHD do that. But then also, if you have ADHD, something else you can do is thinking while moving. Those on the spectrum could just be trying to figure out what to do with this case. If they shut down, they shut down and they're in a zone out. But if they're thinking while moving, you're more than happy to intervene and try to help. But maybe we want to figure out on our own too. And if we want that, please respect that. Here's how you tell. If they're very silent or if they're talking. Silent means zoning out and they're in the disturbed concert, metaphorically. Talking means they're trying to still work it out. They haven't closed the curtains yet. Plus, I hate to be negative to the parents, but if anyone's ADHD or ADHD, they will be most of the time either tired or exhausted. There's a reason why when people ask me in the mornings, how are you, man? Most times say, I'm tired or exhausted. Although I'm tired, I'm motivated. As long as you're motivated, you're good to go. However, what you don't want is to have something called your dopamine levels, which is a neurotransmitter crucial in regulating sleep that can also affect your mental health and your happiness go down. Because if not, you're going to make yourself miserable and you have no one to blame but yourself. That being said, if you get there, don't panic. There are resources out there that can help you increase your dopamine levels to not make you feel that bad. Because I hear the feeling. It can make you exhausted. But it doesn't have to be that way, man. Also, the anger that those on the autism spectrum have a C212 fly off the handle is going to exist for sure when you have ADHD. Here's why it exists. The need to react. So as a person with ADHD... I'm not the person who can just go, <clears throat> I need to react. Not get aggressive, but do something because in my brain, I gotta let the steam out in some shape or form. Let me put it this way. Now, don't do this because I'm not doing it and it's not socially acceptable at the end of the day. If I could run through walls, my life would be a lot easier. That being said, if you do choose to go the physical route, don't use a wall. Use a punching bag to resolve your anger. But if not, use the anger coping strategies from the flying off the handle episode. The other reason why we're doing it is we're avoiding the hurt feelings. So in one of my previous episodes, the bullying episode, C252, I like bliss more information. I'm not saying I'm as guilty as the bully, but I became one before. Because of the ADHD, I panicked, and then the panic turned into getting real crappy with people. You should not be able to take it out on them. I have done that. Don't make the same mistake I did. It's not the right thing to do. It's a skill I'm working on to this day. They shouldn't be hurt too because of me being hurt. That's not fair to them. Now, does that mean people with ADHD are bullies? No. A bully bullies it doesn't feel bad. When someone with ADHD does it, they feel remorseful. They feel sorry. And they are telling, look, it's a skill I'm working on. It was nothing against you. I humbly apologize. Please forgive me. The ADHD also kicks in when I feel sick and see 140 under the weather for more information. But the ADHD makes me a problem solver. I want to solve my sensory issues and see 123 and sensitive feelings when I get this. I have tried everything. Oh no, my nose is running. Oh, gotta plug that up. 
Oh, my throat's running. Oh, I need to plug that up. Oh, now my ears. Now, blah, 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 blah. I need to figure this way. I need to figure this out. I need to figure this out. <laughs> I took Tylenol. I took Adderall. I took even some Zyrtec. I went to the doctor. I even tried everything I could, man. I can't do this any much more soon. I'm going to lose my mind. There have been points where I've literally turned myself into an log drain. Now, the joke's on me because it's in my head and I feel awful, but I would prefer that than leaking snot. And... I don't get how people can move on and go on their day when they're sick because they can't breathe. Now, if it's just a little bit of a sore throat, okay, I can see that. But when you're not able to breathe and you're going, <sighs> I'd rather just go to bed. I think we would too, but I don't know how you can move on from the day. After extensive research, I will tell you that if you have autism and ADHD, it's likely your sleep will be affected as well. ADHD and sleep issues frequently coexist. People with ADHD may have trouble falling asleep because they have trouble slowing down or keeping time in their mind. It might be difficult for them to unwind before bed because of the restless and reactive symptoms of ADHD, which can make it difficult to fall or remain asleep during the night. And I can tell you this from personal experience because I'm one of those people. I've been diagnosed with sleep apnea and my doctors think it's because of the autism. Well, I don't think they're right. I think it's the ADHD because of the hyperfixation and the restlessness that comes with it. Sometimes those who have ADHD or ADHD like to be ahead of the game. Just like Roman Reigns is playing ahead, I am too. Something with concerts, even though I don't like the entering and exiting, I like the fact that they're scheduled in advance. In my opinion, that's the way to win life. Win the race against life. Now, as long as you do it and you can still respect life as a competitor, you need to maintain a good speed ahead of him. If you do that, you'll be fine and dandy. That being said, it can backfire because we are too far off the road. So I do believe in being ahead, but you don't want to go too ahead because life will get boring. I think you want some surprises at your birthday party, right? Even though your ADHD wants you to have everything planned out, trust me, you do not want that. You'll just think, well, I know what's going on. Nothing exciting is going to happen today. I will say when you have autism and ADHD and you had some form of trauma in the mix, it's hard to heal and change your perspective on something. When people with ADHD have trauma involved in their life, there's a situation that reminds it they go to fight or flight response. It might be a separate issue on its own and you might want to seek professional help. Or if there is a trigger, don't go near the trigger. If you got burned by a fire once upon a time, don't ever go near a fire again. No one will judge you for not being near a fire. There's a lot of worse things you can refuse to be around and a fire is not one of them. Parents, I think you noticed, but I just want to say a person with ADHD or ADHD can live a successful life. There are tons of people out there who live great lives with ADHD or ADHD. I would say there's someone in every state that has ADHD or ADHD and lives a great life. Just like autism has been referred to as a superpower, ADHD has been referred to as a superpower as well, not just by me, but by others too. Living with ADHD means being aware of your characteristics and actively seeking out the solutions that suit you while developing a solid self-awareness. You can design a life that enables you to realize your full potential if you receive the appropriate guidance and care, like I and many others have. I'm supposed to be right back here in ad from the Rock 96.1 radio station, so let's hear from them. We want to thank 96.1 The Query, especially David and Dan Hayes, for being a gold sponsor for our Summerfest. 96.1 residents in Bloomington, Indiana, and like Autism Rocks and Rolls, they rock and roll too. Visit their website at rock961fm.com to hear them out. And when they're on the station, be sure to listen to them live on their website or catch them on the radio in your car. If you like Kiss, Queen, 80s Rock, or ZZ Top, I think you have found your station. 96.1 also supports our adventurers, so you should support them too. Visit 96.1. Yeah!
All right, folks, we're back. We're definitely rock out to this radio station. Now, to the parents and children with ADHD and ADHD, there are some solutions you can do to manage your ADHD. According to some general research and my knowledge, some of those are medication. Oh, Lordy, I'm just going to say, this is what helped me the most. I still use it to this day. I may not be pro-medicine for autism, but I am pro-medicine for ADHD with medicines such as Adderall and Vyvanse. Now, I am aware of the side effects. I'm not completely ignoring that. I acknowledge that. But here's the deal. If it's what your son or daughter need, and they're not a complete psychopath with that medication in their system, so be it. Another thing is you take time for yourself. So when you have ADHD, let's just be honest, people can be very exhausting. When you deal with people all day, you don't want to be around them, and I get that. But you have to be around them for some days. However, what you can do is when you don't have to be around people, take time for yourself. You deserve that. Everyone should do what makes them happy. I know pleasing your boss makes you happy, but... Also, you need to do something that just makes you happy, not anyone else, just yourself and you only. I know when I listen to music therapy, when I do music therapy at one of the halls in college, that is what makes me happy. I'm not doing it for the math tutor. I'm not doing it for one of my professors. I'm not even doing it for my family. I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it for my sanity as well. The next solution is behavioral therapy. Behavior therapy is a good tool because it encourages children and adults to have more self-control over their actions, which improves how they do at school, at home, and even in relationships with people. Another idea is you can sit in the front. When you're trying to process information for someone, always sit in the front row. The reason being is you force yourself to pay attention. What else are you going to do? You have nowhere else to go. And when I have nowhere else to go, I think, well, I might as well do something and nothing. I'm going to do something by paying attention to this lecture or this lesson in school or in a conference or anywhere else. The next thing you can do is limit distractions when focusing. The environment in which you work and the things around you and the items you possess can have a big impact on how much you get done when you're dealing with attention problems. Inform individuals that you need to focus and request that they keep quiet or move to a quieter area and get rid of the items that would possibly distract you. Make the room as boring as possible so you literally have nothing else to do but that task you were assigned. The next thing you can do is you can use reminding tools. There's lots of tools out there that are used for telling you, hey, chop, chop, you got to do this, such as calendars, alarms. I mean, there's things you can do if you're proactive with technology. And I know technology can be a pain, but when it comes to helping ADHD, technology has been beneficial, helping people with ADHD move the stream along. Another idea is you can restrict your task. There are bigger projects and medium projects and small projects. Look at the big and the medium first. The small can wait. Do not have to do everything in one day. Some stuff can wait. It's not going anywhere. And I'm still working on learning that. But trust me, when I wake up the next day, I see, oh, the homework assignment is still due Friday. Nothing's changed. I can hold off a bit. The final idea I'm going to give is learn to say no. Adults with ADHD may agree to take on excessive work assignments or social activities due to impulsiveness. How an overly full schedule can make you feel stressed out. Refusing certain obligations can help you achieve more, attend social events, and lead a healthier lifestyle. Always confirm your schedule before accepting a new request. I know I had to do this. Once upon a time as a child, I was doing too much. I was doing baseball, Boy Scouts, and Taekwondo and C129 at Black Belt Stream for more information. We decided that one had to go. After tons and tons of thinking, I came to the conclusion that the Boy Scout ship has been sailed, which is another way to think about it. You get on one ship, you go back to the dock, and then you set sail 
on a new sailboat, which will take you somewhere completely new. To conclude, there is a chance that if you have autism, ADHD is going to come with it. I even wonder if some of my behaviors are due to ADHD and not autism, or is it because of having both? I might have to move, but it does not mean that I cannot go to Wendy's. There are ways to help your ADHD. If I was parent, I'm more concerned about autism can affect their lives compared to ADHD. Just like autism does not equal death row, ADHD does not either. Well, folks, that we all for us today, and I hope you learned something about ADHD, and once you write in, I go hang out with someone who has ADHD. <laughs> Thanks for joining me for this episode. Please tune in for another episode coming very soon. Hope you enjoyed listening to me ramble. Thank you very much.